Where do you start when you've never created a video ad before or scaled your existing video production? You start with QuickFrame by Mountain. Their platform takes the efficiency and diversity of massive creator marketplaces and redefines it through a highly curated network of video creators with the expertise you need to bring your ad campaigns to life. From onboarding and production to final delivery, QuickFrame's dedicated customer success team will be there every step of the way, keeping your project on track and on budget. What CMO doesn't love to hear that? Visit QuickFrame.com and get started today. On this episode of AW360, we speak with Michael Shearer, Senior Director of Digital Strategy and Innovation at Clarivine. Having worked in the digital industry for over 20 years, Michael has a unique perspective on the technical, the creative, and the analytical. Today, he shares with us the benefits of streamlining the MarTech stack and how we could all use industry standards to work faster and more efficiently. I hope you enjoy this episode. Michael, welcome to the AW360 podcast. I'm pleased to have you on today. Thank you, Richard. Glad to be here. So you're Senior Director of Digital Strategy and Innovation at Clarivine. Tell us what Clarivine does, and I guess even better, what's your position entail? Sure. So Clarivine, a marketing data standards platform, something newer in the industry that we're trying to make some changes to the way big brands and everybody else manages, uh, particularly their marketing data. And so we we solving these problems for the Fortune 1000 and working with them on things like campaign metadata, content metadata, and how that all intersects with how people measure their marketing better. And particularly my role is I actually lead up the marketing team here at the organization. So everything from digital events, in-person events to website strategy, personalization, paid media, and more. Amazing. And so, you know, we hear a lot about the streamlining of data recently. And I mean, it's personally speaking, I think it's high time we do. But tell me a little bit about what that entails and what that means to you and Clarivine when you say, you know, you're, you're a data standards company. It feels like data doesn't really have so many standards and is in desperate need of some. How do you go about that? And what does that mean to you? Sure. So to be clear, this isn't really defining industry data standards. It's actually working with brands and agencies directly on their unique data standards. Um, and when I say data standards, it's you, you think about the execution of a, a global campaign and you have teams across the world spinning up some version of this campaign and all their disparate systems and execution platforms. And a good example is they're all naming these campaigns differently. So with a data standard on the campaign name, that information then is all consistent, flows downstream into analytics systems, execution systems. And then you're getting to that point where you have unified data up front, And so you're getting closer to real-time decisioning, real-time execution, like this data feeds into personalized experiences. Historically, like you said, there's not a lot of data standards in place. Analytics teams and other professionals are actually having to spend maybe weeks cleaning up and standardizing this data through ETL or other practices before it's actually usable. So that's that's one of the areas of where we're solving 
one of this this data consistency or usable data right up front. So you, it could be said that you're the guy that's going to help me figure out why I should try and use things consistently when I create UTM links, for example, because I definitely do not. <laughs> that that is exactly right. Um, I mean, some of the some of the builders out there that people leverage there there are no standards. They're just making sure that you actually enter a value for all the expected parameters. Um, this is different. This is really building a data set where there are rules and, and guidelines as to how to specifically name stuff, what kind of information you need. So, you know, UTMs is a good example because there's what five UTMs that are traditional, but however, huge brands, I, I've seen like 35, 40 plus different variables that are appended on the tracking, not all appended on the tracking link per se, but they, this is metadata related to that tracking. So they're, they're going way beyond these, these traditional parameters for tracking. And it's all this rich information that then creates dimensionality in reporting. So you can see very specifically all the different ways and things that influence the campaign negatively or positively. Well, at least I don't, I, I don't feel too bad now then, you know, knowing that, uh, Pretty much everyone is not not as good as I'd like to be in that particular field. So what are the benefits of streamlining all of this? I mean, obviously, you have the ability to work faster, but are there others? Yeah, I mean, this this data, I mean, let's go back to the UTMs and the tracking parameters, for example. Like that, historically, that has been seen as, well, this is just to help me track campaign performance. But uh, a lot of practitioners use that information, use query string values to dynamically change the experience on a website. So it's looking for a unique value. And when it sees that, it's going to shift the whole experience for the user. Further, a lot of practitioners will grab the information from the query string. And when that user goes down the journey, whether it's in an app or a website, it can store that information. And so if they're, say it's an e-commerce experience, like they convert or they register as a user, this information then about what campaign they interacted with gets appended to their customer profile. So then UTMs all of a sudden became not just for campaign performance, but for dynamic personalization, for enriching customer profiles and people's CDPs, for then building out audience segmentation and that's not just UTMs, that's all kinds of parameters. Um, and those are just two, I mean, two examples of where I've seen it actually put into place. One more would be, you know, the insertion of what they've engaged with in that e-commerce experience. So say they add a, a product to a cart. Mm -hmm. If that product has all of this metadata standardized and what's to be expected, that information then could be scraped and then inserted into a marketing automation or email marketing platform, and then sending out the retargeting email that says you left this in your card. I mean, you, I'm sure you've seen that experience that. So there's a lot of ways that this kind of data when standardized becomes valuable to honestly, the digital experiences you're delivering way more than just campaign analysis. It sounds like a really tall order when you when you think about all the platforms that are out there and all the potential sources, you know, be it social, be it email campaign, another website, what have you. 
How do you go about consolidating all of that for clients and kind of giving them a, a big picture view of what they need to be doing when there's so much in play? That just seems like a, a monumental task, especially as you know a lot of brands have been around for a long time and like myself may or may not have been utilizing pretty bad habits along the way for a long time. Sure. Uh, it is a very tall order. I think that we are we are just scratching the surface of what is possible. We've focused a lot of our area on campaign metadata, media, creative, content metadata, because honestly, that's where a lot of brands are investing a ton of their budget. Mm -hmm. So we're going where there's a big, the biggest financial impact. So if they are standardizing campaign, creative, content metadata, and all linking it together, that's gonna, by improving that whole process, by improving the measurement of those things, they're going to either save a lot of wasted spend or in turn, create more revenue for their company because they are able to optimize faster. So really that's where we've started. There's all kinds of other areas. I mean, I look at it as like, you need a relational database expert for your marketing data at, at some point to really pull this all together at the, at the scale that I think that your, your question was alluding to. When it comes to the integrity of the data, how, how do you go about consolidating that? I mean, there's not to branch back over into the, the sort of uh, privacy questions and things like that, but how do you make sure that the data that you're actually working with, because I imagine when Clarivine steps in, you take on a new client, there's this historic mountain, for lack of a better word, of, of data that you have to sift through and figure out what's what. How do you make sure that all the relevant stuff is kept, the irrelevant stuff or the dated stuff is, is discarded and kind of move, move through it? Sure. Um, so a few things. So one, most of the companies that come to us have some type of structure that they built. A lot of times it's called a taxonomy or a marketing taxonomy that, yeah. that goes through all the different things that they want to keep track of. And, and I just want to preface this, this, this is not like customer data or PII data. This is more of anonymous, uh, anonymous data. So we're not sifting through customer profiles. We're sifting through historic campaign data and all the things that they executed. And, and so really what we do is we align with the channel teams, the analytics leaders, the champion of the program, and they come together and they, you know, workshop, like what are all the pieces of information we need holistically, you know, at the highest level, what does the channel team need, whether it's paid or email or mobile or what is whatever that is. And what do the analytics professionals need? They're the ones who have the byproduct of the data, whether it's good or bad, and they know what's missing. So they come in. So it's really actually the assembly of a team to understand exactly what it is that we want to collect. And then looking at some of the data historically where there were problems and then building this rules engine, you know, using our platform for an example of well, here are the rules. We always need this data type to be in this format. What it's a pick list, or it needs to have a, a specific word or casing. It, it it does take some work. This is not a a simple project, but the value is huge when people do it right. 
Oh, no. I mean, it sounds like a lot of work to me. I mean, that's that's where I'm, I'm like pretty impressed by this. So taking all of that into consideration, what does success look like? I mean, obviously, is it that, you know, you come out the other side, your partner is now looking at all the right things. They have a, you know, all n- number of standards in place and they move forward. And or, you know, how, how does that look? You know, how do you measure that? Sure. So a couple of the success metrics that our customers have shared with us are one big one is getting reporting insights down from weeks into minutes. Wow. It goes back to what I said before around, you know, there's takes weeks to clean up the data. Well, when you do it proactively, there's no time lag there. So they're able to instantly get insights and share that with the execution teams for whatever, however they want to pivot a campaign or optimize. Others say report 10 to 15% return on ad spend because they're more effectively measuring and optimizing their budget faster, their campaigns and their budget faster because there's no time lag. So those are two big ones that a number of our clients have actually reported over the past few years as far as implementing this. Not And there's other things like improve workflow, improve confidence in data, things that are a little qualitative, but those are really two of the, the quantitative measurements we see. And Clarivine was recently named winner of the 2022 Ad Exchanger Award for Best Data Technology. And as we're talking, this is just a little over a week ago, as I understand it. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so that was a actual case study with a major retailer that we submitted to Ad Exchanger, where it was the story of how we helped them globally align their marketing taxonomy, their campaign tracking, the extension of all that metadata. When I when I referred to like 35 to 50 different pieces of metadata per campaign, it's that story. And it's across, you know, 20 plus different teams and agencies across the globe. So they used our system. They all got this global alignment on all of the information they needed to collect and exactly how to collect it and input it. And it was the before and after story. And that's essentially what won the award. Well, amazing. Congratulations on that. You had uh, mentioned earlier that, you know, you're kind of just scratching the surface. As you look ahead, where do you see Clarivine and your capabilities going, say, you know, a year down the road to five years down the road? Sure. So I think one example is the rollout of Google Analytics 4. Google Analytics 4 has reprioritized to more of event-based and user-based tracking. And and so all those events, those are experiences in people's mobile apps, on their websites. There's all kinds of metadata that can be stored against an event engagement, whether it's a video and they watched a video and well, what are all, what are all the details of that video? They, I, I mentioned it before, they engaged with the product. Well, what are all the attributes of that product? Well, all of that metadata around videos, around products, all of that information can be standardized, stored, sent, sent to your data warehouse, sent to your CDP, and then used for audience building, used for dynamic personalization again. So it's really the standards around event attributes, products catalogs, and then how to actually use all of that information really for, you know, I hate to say it, but like a really good omni-channel experience. You, you are starting to pull together every digital touch point that a customer goes through 
storing all those little pieces of information that indicate their preferences, their interests, and then using that to deliver the next best campaign or deliver the more relevant information that they're looking for. A lot of people have had this challenge just because digital has been moving so fast and all the tools and channels and everything. It's like nobody really had time to think about the fundamental infrastructure of what all this meant because we were moving at the speed of light. And I think we're just finding now that it's time to do something different because everybody, everybody is struggling with their data. They have all these channels everywhere. So it's just time to build that infrastructure. Excellent. Well, if somebody wanted to find out more about Clarivine, where would they go? Clarivine.com. Come on over. Let us know if you have any questions. We have a lot of experts who can help talk with talk through these challenges and how we're helping our customers and be happy to meet you all. Thanks so much for taking the time to do this today. This is fascinating stuff. Yeah, thank you so much, Richard. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening. For more podcasts like this one, be sure to check out Advertising Week's ever-expanding network of B2B programming at www.advertisingweek.com slash podcasts. Not every company can produce original video ads in half the time and at a fraction of the cost of traditional commercials. But not every company is quick-frame by Mountain. Their solution hacks the video production process, funneling all the benefits of a massive creator marketplace into a hand-selected network of video creators who work alongside customer success teams to bring your brand's vision to life. Producing high-performing video ads at scale isn't expensive and time-consuming anymore. Or at least it isn't with QuickFrame. Visit QuickFrame.com to learn more.